Hello, 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 and welcome to The Timelines Project, a podcast all about the lore and story of Magic the Gathering, a very fun and interactive trading card game. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. Today's episode is for all the newcomers who don't have time to listen to episode 13 and 15. Next week's episode is going to be the Thran Part 1, so you can listen to that when it comes out. Alright, without further ado, let's get started with the topic for today, Bloodlines, by Lauren L. Coleman. Our story begins on the Isle of Teleria, about half a century after time streams ended. In that time, Urza had come up with two new projects. The first was called The Legacy. It was a series of artifacts that would be brought together with the Weatherlight, and the Weatherlight is a giant flying sailboat. The Weatherlight plus the Legacy equals the Legacy Weapon, which would be capable of defeating the Phyraxians once and for all. If you don't know who the Phyraxians are, I refer you to episode 4, 8, and 12 for more details. Urza's second plan was called the Bloodlines Project. He had decided that he needed an heir to take over for him and bring the legacy together to defeat the Phyrexians. The Bloodlines Project was a eugenics program that would produce the perfect person to defeat the Phyrexians. And uh, if you didn't know, eugenics is the selective breeding of humans. Six years passed, and the first Metathran had been created. The Metathran are artificial humans created for the purposes of the Bloodlines Project. Alright, time to meet our first main character, you know, besides Urza and Baron. Urza and Baron were in the previous book, so for more info on them, go listen to that. The new character was a scholar named Gotha. Baron had given him several fast time labs and made him one of the chief scholars in charge of the Bloodlines Project. Another six years passed. The Bloodlines and Legacy projects had been going on for 12 years. Uh, and Baron and Urza summoned Gotha to a private meeting. He had been getting more and more reckless, and a lot of his subjects were prone to violence or had terrible mutations. Baron and Urza were taking away Gotha's fast time labs, so he would have to slow down and be more careful. Gotha was not happy about that. Instead of accepting his fate and working hard to regain what he had lost, he just took all his equipment and hopped on the first ship leaving the Isle of Teleria. Now, it's time to meet our second new character, Krog, a member of the Phyrexian Inner Circle, and second to the Phyrexian's Machine God. The Phyrexians were planning on invading the Plain of Dominaria, which is Urza Planeswalker's homeworld. Unfortunately, their plans for multiverse domination were slowed when the artificial plane Sarah's Realm collapsed. The Phyrexians were planning on using Sarah's Realm as a launching point for their invasion, but it no longer existed, so that idea was useless. Um, if you didn't know, magic exists in a multiverse, so there are multiple worlds. Uh, however, the Phyrexians had a backup plan. The Machine God had created an artificial plane right next to Dominaria. This world was called Wrath. It's spelled R-A-T-H. Wrath was made out of flowstone, which is a magical substance that has the unique ability of being able to form a bridge between two planes. The Phyrexians would use Flowstone to overlay Wrath onto Dominaria. All the Phyrexian troops would be on Wrath, and then they would just appear on Dominaria, and the whole plane would be captured in one fell swoop. 
But Wrath was not yet complete. It was much smaller than Dominaria when it was created, and so it needed to expand before the invasion could happen. And a side note, the Phyrexians could create flowstone in large quantities, um, and this excess flowstone would expand the edge of the plane past its original boundaries until it was the size of Dominaria. Side note, side note, Wrath is a disc, not a globe, and that's how they're able to expand its borders. Anyway, back to Croak. The Machine God wanted Croak to find someone to oversee Wrath while it was being completed, and to kill Urza Planeswalker, who was um, being quite a nuisance to the Phyrexian plans. Croak found someone to do both, on the plane of Coruscin. There was a man there named Davil, who had incredible psychic powers and whose body was deteriorating rapidly. The Phyrexians promised him a new body, and he agreed to join them. Davil was chosen to be the leader of Wrath because of his psychic powers. Flowstone isn't susceptible to many things, uh, but you can manipulate it with psychic magic. And uh, only someone with telekinesis, uh, strong telekinesis, could overlay Wrath onto Dominaria. And uh, that was Davil. We'll leave Davil and Krogh on Wrath for now, and shift perspectives over to Gotha, who had spent the last 12 years wandering Dominaria, looking for a place to set up his labs. He finally found it in Keld. The Keldans were a warlike race, who wandered the plain, pillaging and burning all who stood in their way. The Keldans took Gotha in, and gave him labs so that he could begin his experiments. About 40-ish years passed, and Gotha's plans were going well. He had already had several successes augmenting Keldon's strength, size, and ferocity. About 50 more years passed, and Gotha had finally created the Ultimate Warrior. His name was Krieg, and he was the most powerful Witch King Keld had ever seen. What is a Witch King? Glad you asked. Witch Kings have the unique ability of being able to draw on the power of their armies. The larger the army, the greater the Witch King's power. Gotha was able to increase this ability, as well as the other previously mentioned abilities. Krieg was the greatest of the Witch Kings, his strength and speed unmatched. There were very few on Dominari who could have defeated him in combat, and even less who could have beaten him with his army behind him. Lucky for Gotha, Krieg knew who was responsible for his many victories, and he protected Gotha from anyone who wished to harm him going so far as to kill another Witch-King that threatened Gotha. Alright, uh, now that I've explained where Gotha is, back to Davil and Krog. Davil had been on Wrath for roughly 130 um, Coruscant years. His powers had grown since, and he was finally ready to attempt an overlay. A very small one. He couldn't yet overlay the whole plane, and Wrath wasn't large enough for that anyway. Uh, he would just overlay a village and some trees, uh, but still, bridging universes is no small feat, so it is still impressive. Davil was strong enough, and he captured all the villagers and sent them to work in the Phyrexian fortress. Uh, and while all this is going on, all the 130 years on Wrath and the 90 years on Dominaria, the Bloodlines project was going on in its background. Um, a few important details was that they discovered they couldn't use the fast time labs, which slowed the whole thing down, and so they uh, began to do some bloodlines outside of Teleria, specifically in the country of Banalia, 
Benali is a country where the Saren refugees from the previous book went to live. Uh, also in the background, along with the Bloodlines Project, Yavamaya has been preparing for war. Um, so, yeah. Back to the Phyrexians in Gotha. The Phyrexians had discovered Keld. Krogh had been getting reports about the Witch Kings and their new powers. He decided they'd better send an army, or seven, to go figure out what was going on and why the Keldons were suddenly so strong and also resistant to Phyrexian manipulation. Craig encountered the Dark Warriors while returning from a raid. His army was making the journey through the mountains back to the Keldon capital when they discovered an army of demon warriors waiting for them. Krieg was furious that someone would dare attack him in his own home. The battle was tough, but the Keldons managed to surround their foe. They were preparing to crush them, when suddenly the sky went dark and the army just vanished. And that, that was an overlay. They overlaid on there and uh, took them. The army returned, and Krieg reported all he had seen to Gotha. After going to the site of the battle, Gotha concluded that it must be Phyrexians, and he immediately began to prepare for the worst. Twenty-three battles later, the worst had arrived. The Phyrexians had sent a force larger than any before, and there would be no stopping them. Still, Krieg had to try. He had yet to be beat by any Dominarian. Unfortunately, Krog wasn't from Dominaria. Krieg fought on the left flank, where the fighting was most intense. On that side, there was a sheer drop. Krog came with the second wave and fought his way to Krieg. He took down the Keldon warlord with one strike and moved on to Gotha, who was fighting right behind him. Krog stunned Gotha and then moved in for the kill. Gotha knew he was dead, so he released a spell that blew up his labs so that the Phyrexians couldn't get it. And then he rolled off the cliff behind him. Then, Krieg, who actually wasn't dead, just severely wounded, tackled Krog, and they both fell off the cliff to their deaths. Krog didn't actually die, but it did take him two centuries to recover. In that time, Davil attacked uh, Yavamaya, but was repulsed because they had been preparing this whole time, and Urza discovered a wrath after following a Phyrexian sent to kill him. After Krog finally recovered, he decided that Davil was no longer useful to him, and if he continued to live, he might be dangerous. So he dropped a building on him, and then stole all his memories. So, uh, yeah. This has been the Bloodlines Project, or just Bloodlines, I guess. Actually, that's the title of the book, Bloodlines. Uh, there wasn't actually much to do with Bloodlines in this episode, but if you want to learn more, you can read the book, which I recommend, because I... I left out a whole bunch in this summary. Just I just did the important stuff, uh, and I left out less in episode 13 and 15. But if, if you don't want to read the book, you can go listen to those episodes. Next week, we'll be uh, going back in time to learn about the origins of the Phyrexians in the book The Thran. And then after that, we're going to be moving on to the Weatherlight Saga and the Phyrexian Invasion. Anyway... That's all, folks, and I'll see you next week.